This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Julia Jacobs. A listening body is described as a dance theatre experience based on dancer January Lau's thoughts and questions in and around Odyssey. Now, the work is also said to peel away the commodified and exoticized layers of Odyssey to reveal a relationship that is personal, vulnerable and also respectful while enabling agency for both audience and performer to be equal partners in the experience. So what's this all about? January joins me now to share more. Welcome, January. How are you today? Hi, Juliet. I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. So nice to have you back on the show. It's been a long time since we've had you on Front Row, so really nice to see you again. Uh, And with this new performance called A Listening Body, really excited to hear about it. January, I guess, you know, um, you know, I was also reading, uh, when I was reading about a listening body, right, uh, it did mention that, uh, you know, besides being informed by, you know, your own practice, which spans, I think, something like 30 years, right, you've also <laughs> recently uh, joined a virtual mentorship with an Odyssey exponent, right? Can you tell me a bit about that? Yes, I have. So right in the smack of the lockdown, uh, 2020, I believe, early earlier on in the year, in March, mm-hmm. um, an opportunity really fell uh, into my lap to start a virtual mentorship with uh, Bijoyni Sadpati, who is really, I would say, the best Odyssey dancer in the world um, and has been a huge inspiration of mine since childhood. So I, I never really thought it would ever be a possibility to learn under her and to be under her guidance. But a friend of mine, Suraj Subramaniam, who is also a a childhood dance friend of mine, he started this mentorship a couple of weeks earlier and he told me about it. And I thought, gosh, uh, do I have what it takes to actually start and sustain a long-term commitment with Bijoyni Didi, as we call her? And I thought this, I think this would be uh, key to how I could actually continue and uh, grow my, my practice. Okay, and I was reading about Bijoyni, right? <clears throat> and um, you know, some very interesting things I came across about her. Um, this is one article I was reading, right? And I'm quoting here. It said, "In her hands, Odyssey, known for its languid curvilinear, I can't even pronounce it, liquidity, uh, <laughs> has become a deliberate, technically precise, spiraling, and almost balletic form." Uh, talk yes. to me about that. Yes. So uh, Bijoyni used to be part of the Nirtagram um, ensemble. And she was the, um, I would say, in charge of the research and Odyssey development and syllabus in terms of of teaching. Um, And she has done tremendous research in the form of Odyssey. And she is now, I would say, carving her own solo career at the moment and is uh, sharing these developments and research with us. So Odyssey is considered quite young in that sense because it was only um, redeveloped or relearned uh, about 60, 70 odd years ago, which is relatively young for Indian classical dance standards. And of now still have not developed a syllabus that is taught and learned uniformly. 
So every guru and every teacher actually follows their own somewhat style and develop their own sort of dialect, so to speak. So Didi has actually very regimentally been working on, on creating a syllabus that allows for us to start from zero. So I had to unlearn everything that I had learned <laughs> uh, and everything that was present in my body for the past 30 years. And I had to unlearn all of this and all of this and relearn from zero, really the ABCs, the basic units and, and how it accumulates. Okay. So um, I, I found this process to be very, very exciting, actually, to go back to basics and to come back into my body. I think for all of us, the lockdown is really, really difficult, especially for artists. And it forced me to question my relationship with the form, my relationship with dance. Why was it necessary in my life and why did I need to keep going? So I think that came at really at an opportune time um, to really just go back into the studio, come back into my body, get to know myself once again. Um, you know, I am approaching 40 <laughs> and I've been through, you know, uh, childbirth and pregnancy. So it, it was actually a very, very empowering, albeit difficult um, process. It's been now three years mm -hmm. um, of this online mentorship I have to stress online, um, you know, our, our communication is really through emails. We share uh, exchange videos that we record of ourselves doing uh, these movements. And then I get my feedback in the form of an email. So through words, I am listening and I am um, analyzing and really finding out, you know, through complete body awareness where and what I need to correct and rectify. Mm -hmm. That must be such a change in everything that you've, I guess, grown up with, right? Uh, you know, 30, yes. 30 over years in dance, right? And, and sort of doing it in this style. And it must come with, you know, a lot of its own challenges as well, I'm guessing. Yes, but in the challenges, I think is where I'm finding a lot of space and agency and taking actually my own practice into my own hands, mm. which ever found myself in this position before and I find that quite revolutionary and radical especially with this uh, guru teacher relationship um, because it in this sense uh, I'm given space and freedom and it really then boils down to my own responsibility and accountability mm -hmm. um, at which which I find actually very very inspiring. Okay, no, that's really wonderful to hear. And, you know, when I was reading about um, about your guru as well, right, I, I guess uh, what I was finding also that, you know, this her style, this new, they call it neoclassicism, right, has many followers, mostly the young ones, but also, you know, I guess drawing flag from traditionalists uh, who find it a bit too rehearsed, precise, and the, the word they use is shown of spontaneity. Yeah, from. <laughs> I was like, wow, what is that? But, I mean, mm, it's been fascinating, yes. right? It's been really yeah. exciting, yeah. I, I, but I think, you know, this post-lockdown world, we're finding ourselves at a threshold, you know, at a cross-junction where we're trying to also figure out where, where and how Odyssey is going to move forward. Mm. Um, you know, and I think Bijoini herself, she is really uh, on this path of self-discovery as well. And um, I, I find it just incredible that there is now um, a safe space for, for us um, especially for those who really, really just love the form. Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, so there is this, we, we all share this sense, um, this search for excellence and deepening of, um, of the, yeah, of, of the practice. And I, I feel, I feel, I personally feel that this is the best way to bring it forward and to share it also with uh, generations to come. Okay. And and talk to me about uh, a listening body, right? So, you know, in the introduction, I sort of uh, described it very briefly. So dance and theatre sort of experience, right? Uh, and well, I think, yeah. 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 So, well, theatre in the sense that um, I will be somewhat speaking. During the lockdown, I signed up for a critical practice program okay. just to, to learn how to articulate my own questioning and to investigate different ways of entering Odyssey Uh, you know so as a practice that has been in my life I mean all my life I've been searching for ways to re I I don't want to say repackage but just I'm searching for ways for myself to evolve with the form all right and this time around because also of this new practice that is in my body I actually feel that um, I'm trying to create different entry points for the audience to to come along with me because it's always, I mean, I feel that there are so many barriers to get before you even get to the dance form. Sure. Um, whereas uh, I, I would like that to happen straight away. Um, you know, I would like the audience to see Odyssey for its technique, for its nuances, for how it sits on my body at this point in time as well. So it, it, um, we say theatre also because it's not just um, a passive dance experience and dance presentation. Um, there will be um, some visual multimedia projections um, designed by Brian Chang. Um, and I've, I've, I've also asked um, Arman Zaki to help me as stage manager just to support me um, and support my ideas um, to create a show that is also from different perspectives as well. Okay, and maybe you can help elaborate on that. You know, so somebody is coming for your performance. You know, what is it that they're going to uh, encounter when they come for a listening body? So I must say that it will be an Odyssey performance. I will be performing three items, but what I'm actually doing is changing the way the audience experiences it. Um, I am extending all of the sort of introductions and entry points of the pieces, hoping to educate a little bit and and um, sort of very gently nudge um, the audiences uh, to a point where they are able to appreciate the dance when it starts, if that makes any sense. So okay. rather than just um, offering um, a, a short introduction or a short, short synopsis, in a way I'm trying to sort of display the basic blocks, the building blocks, almost like Lego blocks, so that you see the blocks first, okay. so that by the time the dance starts, um, I hope the audience is able to actually see what... Uh, Odyssey is made of. So you're almost deconstructing it at the start and then sort of putting it I together. Would say, I would say, I wouldn't say that I'm deconstructing the dance, but I'm actually deconstructing the presentation okay. and deconstructing the audience's experience. Okay. That is my hope. Oh, that's yes. really fascinating. And that's, I think, an interesting entry point for anyone who's never been for an Odyssey performance as well, right? That might be something something quite exciting yep. for them. Yep. Not sure yep. how the traditionalists will feel, but I think uh, that, <laughs> that will be, I mean, definitely something interesting to see. And what is it that, 
I guess, you know, what sort of messages also do you want to convey through this performance? Because it is, I mean, the title as well, you know, and I noticed you put it all in small caps as well. Uh, and I'm sure that was all, I mean, something that you wanted to convey as well, right? Yeah. Um, well, honestly, at this point in time, um, the the action of presenting and sharing the work is really in a way of reintroducing myself to the public. Okay. Um, at this at this point in my life, um, you know how Odyssey sits in my body, how the practice is still very much alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, going going back to what uh, how the performance has been described, right? So you want both audience and performer to be equal partners in the experience. You know, it's very personal as well, right? It's coming from a very personal space, right? A very personal place. Oh yes, and and the 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 title the title in itself, a listening body. I I, I always like to share where I am in terms of my practice and in terms of my life, and I feel that just by listening to my my instincts and listening to um, the body, I have been able now to sustain and not just sustain, but also nourish my practice so that, you know, um, it keeps me going. Mm -hmm. I do remember, right, when you were, what was it, seven months pregnant, right? Yes. That's when you did, you did, what was it, blooming, right? Uh, was that, yes, am I getting that? Bloom, bloom, you did bloom. And so I guess, you know, that also uh, continues with that. You just want to share uh, the different places that you are in life, I suppose, as well, right? With your, with your yes. audience as well and how sort of odyssey is growing evolving morphing you know through through my life um i would i would say yeah how do you explore sort of more difficult or i'm using the word controversial but you know these sorts of topics maybe are not so much spoken about topics you know through odyssey and through your dance i think you know not many people like to see a pregnant woman you know performing on stage right i don't think that might have uh, sat I, well with some I, people I don't know. I mean, I feel like at times we we kind of uh, I I don't like to impose mm -hmm. um, I don't like to impose my ideas or the reaction of the audience. But so far, I've been really blessed. Um, you know, it feels it feels like the audience wants to see these representations on stage. Nice. Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like a lot of these themes that perhaps aren't always openly spoken about are areas that I feel that perhaps I should explore because art is ultimately a representation of life. You know, I, I would always like to see um, somehow my own, you know, ideas, thoughts, questions reflected back to me. And I believe that that is where art lies. The, the day the audience says they, they don't see themselves is perhaps not the direction I I choose to go down. Okay, all right. Well, you know, a listening body, it, it is a solo by you, January. Uh, it's happening on the 20th and 21st of July uh, at 8pm. And on the 22nd of July, it's also at 3pm and 8pm. Uh, it's happening over at DPAC, right? The black box at DPAC. Right. Tickets are priced at 88 ringgit. January, it sounds really exciting. I'm really excited to see. And is this your first uh, public performance since the pandemic? Yes, yes yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, so I'll come back to stage. Are you, I mean, how have, how has it been going, you know, you know, um, getting back into that sort of movement, getting back into that sort of like space, I suppose, right, also to perform? Um, I would say most of my anxiety right now is just to bring myself out of my basement <laughs> on, and onto the stage, you know, because I've, been, I've become very comfortable um, and <laughs> like, you know, very comfortable at home and practicing at home without, you know, um, uh, another eye um, and without yeah without much I, I yeah I but I think that whole process of also getting comfortable with my own practice and not searching 
to um, to, to to jump back onto the stage has has also been very um, very interesting, very um, insightful uh, as well. But now, now I, I think I'm, I think I'm, 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 I'm re- I think I'm ready. I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, you know. But as long as um, I keep telling myself, as long as I'm sharing my truth and I'm, and I'm, and I stay honest and true to what I believe in and why I'm doing this, I think I should be okay. Oh, for sure. And, you know, and <laughs> you're so, it's so lovely watching you on stage. So, um, yeah, again, you know, that's happening on the, from the 20th to the 22nd of July, and you can get your tickets from dpac.com.my. Again, tickets are priced at 88 ringgit. January, thank you so much for joining me today. Any last message or concluding message that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, no, I really, I really hope that everyone is able to come and watch and um, just experience this with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm quite excited about it. And suitable for all ages, right? Kids as well, everybody. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. So that is actually why I have the matinee. So kids don't have to stay out too late. I always have matinees now so that, you know, I can bring my kids to watch <laughs> the show as well. But yeah, please, please bring your kids, actually. I think it would be a really good way um, for them to see um, Indian classical dance and you know don't don't be intimidated it's a safe space and um, yeah okay January thank you so much for joining me today I was speaking to January Lau dancer uh, and we were talking about her solo odyssey performance titled A Listening Body if you miss any part of our conversation today you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row you can also find it on the BFM app this has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.